Greetings and welcome to this episode of the Epic Broadcast. I'm Michael Ramey, the Executive Director of the Parental Rights Foundation and ParentalRights.org and your host for today's episode. Epic EPPC stands for Empowering Parents, Protecting Children, because that's what we stand for too. Uh, you can find every episode of the Epic Broadcast on iTunes, Spotify, or our website, ParentalRightsFoundation.org slash podcast. And you can support the Epic Broadcast and other work of the Parental Rights Foundation by making a donation while you're there. Today's guest, Enrique Gutierrez, is the founder and director of a fascinating new tool and website called FindMyParent.org. Enrique, what is FindMyParent.org and what are you wanting it to accomplish? Awesome. Uh, thank you for having me here. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, Michael. So FindMyParent.org is an organization that we focused on edutainment and also providing a technology for children and parents to use um, to find their parent. But it also is a hub of knowledge base of information regarding uh, parental rights, children's rights, and um, at, a, at a global scale. Cool. Yeah, I noticed you're a very uh, international organization. Uh, and in fact, you're calling in from Japan. We were just talking before we started recording. It's uh, late in the day for me. It's after work hours here, uh, Thursday evening. It's already Friday morning early there for you. Um, clear across the world. Uh, your name, however, doesn't sound very Japanese. <laughs> so, so I'm kind of curious, uh, what's your background, where you got started, and, and how uh, Find My Parent came to be? Why, why is that important for you? I'm in Japan because my daughter lives in Japan, and um, she is kidnapped here. Um, mm. And uh, I'm here going through all the legal procedures to try to get a, try, try to get to see my daughter. I haven't seen my daughter now in uh, physically over two years now. Oh, wow. um, yeah. And I'm here because I, I'm part of a lot of NGOs who are trying to make a movement for children's rights and parental rights um, because there are, there's no such thing here in Japan. Um, here it's actually legal for a parent to kidnap a child and keep the child uh, away from the other parent. And the child has no rights and the other parent has no rights. And um, the courts will do nothing to give the other parent a right, even though you're still married or divorce, doesn't matter. Um, here they called it a uh, custody by abduction. So, hmm. and through the whole family legal system here, there's also a lot of violation of human rights, children's rights. And uh, so I'm here with a lot of NGOs trying to partner and bring awareness to the Western world. Uh, what's going on? Some of these atrocities. Wow. Yeah. And, and that is, um, that is something that, I mean, I think you're, you're right. You, you mentioned bringing attention to the Western world because uh, it's, it's something until just a couple of years ago, I wasn't familiar with that stuff going on, but, uh, but through my work, I have been reached out to by some folks such as yourself who are involved in that. In fact, a lot of our listeners don't know NGOs, what that means. That's a non-government organization, right? So that's nonprofits mm -hmm. that are not connected to the government. And anybody who does any kind of international work knows what NGO means. Um, a lot of our listeners may not. Um, and then too, a lot of our listeners probably are not aware of this kind of, um, uh, like you say, custody by abduction. I, I've heard of that. You're not the first person I've heard from um, that Japan is particularly notorious where if the parents, um, uh, you know, disagree, you have a divorce situation or whatever it is here in the States in particular, um, may, maybe one parent gets custody, but the other parent, if they can get back to Japan, uh, Japan's just, I mean, that's what you were saying before, right? It's, it's pretty notorious, even among other nations. It's not just an international, you know, every country is bad. Japan is among the worst, isn't it? Yep, that's correct. You know, the worst part about Japan is, and I think what we should focus on is it's forgetting the international cases, it's a domestic cases. Like even, my, even myself, right, when I was living in Japan, and it happens to Japanese 
Um, so it's, it doesn't have to be like a Japanese spouse and, and a foreign spouse get divorced uh, or separated. Mm-hmm. It's Japanese to Japanese. And, and that, that's the part wow. that the Western world needs to understand is it, it, there's three over three million children affected Japanese children, like Japanese, Japanese currently, for example, um, I've been staying at a left behind parent here a Japanese left behind. He hasn't seen his child in three years. Um, and one of the things that happens here, which is quite mind boggling, um, usually this, one of the spouse leaves because is a, uh, leaves the house and is suggested by the lawyer to file domestic violence immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, in Japan, you don't need to prove domestic violence. So a lot, well, a lot of these spouses do, um, uh, they go and they go to the mes- domestic violence, fall domestic violence because they get money, monetary compensation. They also get a look, uh, they get a, a residence where their house temporarily for several months. Um, and then, um, then with the lawyers, they start filing for alimony and also for child, for child support. And they have to pay this because technically they're still not divorced. So you have to maintain the expenses of your spouse. Now, what happens is a lot of these, what happens here is a lot of these spouses will keep that in lingo as long as they can, because mm-hmm. um, the it's the responsibility of usually the man to keep taking care of the woman indefinitely. Um, so, for example, I'll give you a case of one situation which I'm very familiar with. Um, the individual is still married, hasn't seen his child in three years. Uh, he pays, I think, close to $2,500 a month um, child support slash alimony and mind you that's a lot here because living uh cost of living here is relatively inexpensive um and so so three years without seeing his his child he's still paying all this and um the worst part of it he's he, he was charged for domestic violence for for buying three packs of tofu so the wife asked him if he could please go buy a pack of tofu and you know, they had one, on, they had tofu on sale. So he bought three, you know, three for one. Um, and he came home with three and uh, she went to the local police station file for domestic violence saying that my husband wants me to get fat and uh, he bought me three packs of tofu. He's trying to make me overeat. And that was actually oh, wow. at family court here. That was, that was, that was accepted. Wow. Unbelievable. Wow. And probably the closest thing we have to that in the United States is, um, is anonymous calls into child abuse hotlines um, where one spouse uh, might accuse the other of abusing the child, but, but they don't put their name on it. Their, their face isn't on it. It's just, just an anonymous report and uh, starts up a, an investigation that's very traumatic and, and all that stuff. But that's probably about the closest we have to that over here, I'm guessing. But uh, wow, that's, that's uh, yeah, that's really pretty tough. So, um, so then you've come up with this tool, this website, findmyparent.org, and it's um, essentially a tool. Um, how does uh, how do you apply that for the fathers in particular, well, for the parents there in Japan? And then, um, you know, how's that going to help parents here in the United States? Right. So one of the so one of the, the, the tool that we have for find parents, it's an AI tool. Basically, it's very dynamic. And it's like a, it helps a child find if they've been lost or anybody who's been kidnapped or, or wants to find their family. It, um, you basically fill in information about the family that you know and yourself, obviously, and upload a bunch of pictures. Um, and then our 
AI will try to cross match against uh, anybody in our database who's looking for or knows the same relatives or has uploaded the same pictures or does facial recognition or facial kinship, any relationship to anybody who, who our AI finds that finds there's a relationship in terms of face. Um, so for example, the way I designed the tool, the whole point of the tool was if my daughter, if things keep going the way they are and she doesn't know who her father is, I mean, uh, she knows a lot about herself and her mother and her mother's side. Um, and I know information about the mother and the mother's side of her family, obviously my daughter. Uh, and I have several pictures of my daughter and my ex-spouse and her family. And the way it would work is I can input certain information and it refines it every time I keep adding more and more and more information or uploads, or if my daughter uploads certain pictures of her mother or herself, uh, the AI tool will be like, hey, like, listen, based on all the data that you've input, this is your person who's looking for you. And there's a high probability this is your dad. Um, and through our through our, our AI, then it gives you like a secure messaging tool so you can start con communicating with each other. And uh, that's in a high overview nutshell. Um, but one of the key things about Find My Parent, besides that we have this tech tool, right, is that we're, we really want to focus on edutainment. And um, this is something we've been starting to, you know, we're just a startup, right? So we're, we're our resources were, were very trying to be as efficient as possible, but we the entertainment part of it is we want to start educating children about their rights for them to have access to both parents. Mm -hmm. About educating about parental alienation, parental abduction, and, and the impact that it has on them, and doing it at a very young uh, age. You know, there's several other organizations that have been doing it for, say, like. Uh, adults or college students or so forth. But I think it's essential that we go even at a much younger age where the mind is still really ma malleable and, and, and bring it to the forefront of a child, what's going on. I mean, we say that children are very smart and they get everything what's going on, right? That's why we say that. Mm -hmm. So through edutainment, through cartoons, is uh, you know, we want to create cartoons, 10, 15 minute episodes where it's engaging to the child. And at the end of our episode, uh, it calls on to go to our platform to look for their family members. Um, and that's hopefully how we plan to tell kids like, hey, uh, in a very indirect way through cartoons of about entertaining, entertaining them, um, like Thomas the Train, something similar like that. But we, we have our own script. And I think you can find it on our website. You'll be able to see uh, our first episode. I think we already have four episodes. And uh, we're just right now currently working on the 2D illustrations to create the movie content cool so um how big a problem this this international abduction aspect of things um how big a problem is that for parents in the united states yeah. oh that that's a great question um so in terms of how big of a problem each i think there was an article that was given on my team that said in each year there's about eight hundred thousand children reporting missing in the united states right mm. um runaways, lost, abducted, etc. Right. And out of those 800,000, if I recall correctly, 200,000 were taken by family members during, <laughs> typically during custody battles. Right. And uh, another 58 were involved for non-family members, but they are uh, but they know the child through family. Right. Uh, okay. um, so that's quite a bit, right? Mm -hmm. um, so that's that's at the domestic. On the international stage, uh, from affecting U U.S. Uh, children, um, I don't have that number on top of my head. 
However, globally, there's a we have a global, and I think it's cited on our website. I forgot who is the source. However, there's about a little bit over 350 million children who don't have access or do not know one of their parents. Wow. wow. Globally. Wow. Yeah. Um, now, because of what your tool can do, as I understand it, I'm going to add to that the 400,000 children every year who are in foster care in the United States. Although a lot of them, their parents know know where they are. Um, you know, they have visitation, that kind of thing. And so they at least know where they are. But a lot of parents, I mean, we get calls and emails a lot of, you know, pretty frequently um, it, it, from parents who don't know where their child is. The state came in and took them and accused them of abuse or neglect or whatever. And uh, sometimes it's just because the parent was poor or whatever it might be. And so they've taken their children and the parents, I mean, some, again, this is, this is not all of them, but, but we get messages from parents saying, I don't know where my child is. I don't know where she sleeps. I don't know who she's hanging out with. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't know where she's going to school. I don't even know if she's still in the same County. I know nothing about you know, what's happened to my child since she was taken away or he was taken away by child protection services. And, um, so, I mean, they're just obviously very frustrated and, and very concerned for their children. Um, how can your tool help help them help these parents find their kids? Yeah, and unfortunately, you know, that's so sad. And I've heard those stories before. And it's unbelievable. Honestly, that still happens in 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, um, how our tool can help those parents is uh, they can go to our website, create an account. Um, log in and uh, input information about themselves or child. There'll be like a drop-down list information. You can add certain relatives that the child may know or in pictures as, as well. Um, and um, and hopefully, you know, the child can, the child will do the same, right? And the vice versa, though they can be searchable. So the parent, uh, the child can be found, uh, the child can find the parent. Or if the child goes to our website and puts all the information as well, uh, the parent can go ahead and find the child through our app. Um, so that's how, how it would go. And in the data sets that we collect, there's like over 50 data sets fields. And the cool thing about our platform is that, which is very unique, and is that it's dynamic in every, in an every data, uh, data set field. So what that means, um, and it was designed this way cause of, cause, cause, because of my daughter. I'll give you an example. My daughter has two names. Right, and you spell completely different, right? She has a Japanese name, and she has her English name, right? Mm. Um, and the way you spell spell her name, which is Meline, um, in Japanese with Japanese characters, you wouldn't be she if she were to type that, right? It wouldn't go ahead and 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 translate to 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 English. So what we've done with the way with the way her architecture structured is, if she types it in Japanese, it'll actually come out and look, show you also in English. Like, hey, by the way, this is what your name is also in English, and you can input those data sets as well, um, oh. which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's, it's very unique. Um, but yeah, and then she has, you know, you get she, you know, you if you're looking for a child, I mean, what and the other dynamic fields that we have, you can have multiple addresses because people do move a lot, especially you know, children foster who may remember like i don't remember my last address but i remember the address before that one it allows for all that um so it that's pretty cool phone numbers etc um like i said over 50 data set fields which is pretty cool and they're all dynamic that's awesome so um 
and I, I didn't I didn't think to jot this down in my notes before before I began. But um, how is this how is this paid for? I mean, do so do people have to pay a fee to to use your service? How does it work? No, it's free, absolutely free. the The platform is free for parents and children. That's that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, now, and it sounds like though that the I mean, right now you're just kind of starting up. So you probably don't have a whole lot of data to work with, but the more people participate, it sounds like the the more effective it's going to be. Am, am I hearing that right? That's correct. Absolutely. The more people use it, the more effective it would be. And uh, you know, hopefully this is a tool that we can bring at the national level and attention for, for, for all parents to find and empower children and parents. That's our, our, our main goal. Good. Good. Um, yeah, obviously... Yeah, that's what we're about too. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, because you know, one thing that I've learned at, with my personal case and learning about other cases here in Japan, and some individuals who are affected from the U.S. and Japan, is like you know the dependency of of government <clears throat> to do the right thing is one, <laughs> yeah, good luck, and two is um it's very very slow. The bureaucracy is just yeah. So why not empower individuals? Why not empower children? We have the technology. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's good. Now, I, I should probably um, protect our organization by just saying that we're uh, we're not encouraging anyone to do anything illegal. Don't go find your kid and then kidnap them. <laughs> that's uh, that's not the point of this. Um, but uh, but if it can help parents to know where their child is, if it can help the children to to get back in touch with their parents or, or with siblings, um, it works for siblings too, right? Yep, so, it works for anybody, family members. Yep. Yeah. So then uh, a way to reconnect with family that maybe you shouldn't have been separated in the first place. Um, so that's, that's why we wanted to bring you on today and, and talk this over and kind of help get the word out uh, because that really is what we're about is empowering people um, and, and keeping families together or getting them back together. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's the point there. Um, and yeah, we share that, we share, we share that common goal there in, in terms of uh, empowering individuals. I, I think, uh, I think that's the key today, today, right? I mean, mm -hmm. we have the technology today to empower individuals directly. This is why I look at your website and I, I find it fascinating that you know your, your organization promotes parental rights and uh, um, empowering parents, which we should, mm -hmm. um, you know, both, both sides, right? Um, right. And, but also we're forgetting about empowering children and that's what, you know, find my parents all about, right? Because mm -hmm. they also have a voice as well. Um, and you know, the thing, one thing I've learned is that a child loves both mom and dad mm -hmm. and, um, unless otherwise, you know, uh, trained otherwise, hmm. that's unfortunate if that does happen. Right. Right. It's unfortunate, but it does happen all the time, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's been our experience too. It's, um, yeah, well, you and I, we talked about this before and, and recognize that your, uh, focus and our focus are not the same. Um, you tend to deal with a lot of situations where there's one parent on each side of whatever's going on. Um, and, you know, so you've got mom against dad and, and our focus really tends to be a parent against the government. Um, that's, you know, the focus we tend to stay with. Uh, but again, uh, this is an area where even though our focuses are not the same, um, our direction here. Um, is very, I mean, we're very much in agreement on this. We want to empower parents and children. We want to keep people, families together. And 
your tool seems like a really good way, you know, if it should grow, if it should take off and get enough data in there, it could be a really good way um, to, uh, to empower people to, to hold their families together. So, um, so I appreciate what you're doing. Thank uh, you. it, yeah. 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 And to that, that point, I mean, I mean, find my parent is also advocating against governments. Yeah. But, but okay. our focus is as children, but yeah, I mean, like for example, Japan, their laws, uh, India, same thing. Turkey, same thing. The Middle East, same thing in terms of these laws were almost equal to as bad as Japan. Um, so there's several countries and we are advocating. We are, we are trying to empower individuals by, by giving them a voice in our platform to speak up against their governments um, uh, of them violating their parental rights and their children's rights and human rights in general, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and and it, it's, it's very stressful knowing that this is still going on, right? Um, but yeah, I mean, yes, I mean, you, you're, your organization is focused here in, in, in the United States and you guys are doing great work. And I've, I've seen some of it and, and I appreciate for that because believe me, um, if for those who are having custody battles here in the US or, or whatnot, I mean, or anything in general, it, it, it's godsend the work you guys do. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it, it comes to a point sooner or later where we kind of all have to stand together uh, if yep. we're going to get stuff done. Um, and, and recognizing that, you know, every parent has rights and whatever situation they're in, specific needs might be a little bit different, but we really kind of need to watch out for each other, stand up for each other and, and, you know, try to protect our families and hold them together. So. Absolutely. Um, it's, it's a melting pot, right? So right. I think uh, the thing, the notion of thinking just, to, you know, let's just look at things of one at a one country at a time is it's, 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 it's probably not the best long-term. It's not the best long-term view, right? Because it, it, there's so many interracial marriages because traveling and moving is so much easier, especially now with COVID-19, right? People are just, uh, moving different places of the world and work wherever they want to, right? right. Um, so, who, know, who knows what's going to happen in the next ten years? How 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 parenting rights are going to be affected here in the United States? <laughs> right. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. So, uh, coming back around to the website, I'm I'm curious the time the time frame because we first talked. I guess it's been a few months now, um, and you were kind of just launching, but you also were. Uh, I mean, you, it sounds like you're kind of steadily improving your tool. Um, so what's, I mean, when did you launch? How far along are you now? What are your plans from this point? Yes. Yeah, so we launched January 18th. That's when we launched our website. Okay. Um, we do daily updates to our algorithm. Um, currently we have a, we call it a beta. Um, it's, you know, we're, we're, we're using it uh, right now. The beta that's on our website is does not have the the image and facial and all that uh, AI behind it, but it has a basic data uh, dynamic search that's working. Um, and uh, the AI stuff, it's, uh, we're, we're currently testing it. We've been testing it for the last two weeks um, internally. Um, we hope to launch in the next three weeks, um, but yeah, we do daily updates every day. We do some daily updates to our website on either content or but specifically on the tool itself. Yeah. Okay. So so the AI, the facial recognition stuff, that's not up there yet, but hopefully soon. Correct. Can yeah. Guarantee it because, you, you know, I, I understand that there's when you're dealing with um, technology and that kind of thing, you're not 
quite sure what snags you might hit along the way, but uh, hopefully yeah. in three weeks, that'd, that'd be good. Yeah, it's, it, and then follow, soon after that, be followed by our app for the iOS and the Android platform, et cetera. Oh, nice, nice. So then folks, I mean, if you've got a cell phone, that's enough. You can get on there and, and use it and um, just use your cell phone. Yeah, that's I mean, the, 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 the intent behind this even, you know, for those in who are, for example, you, you, you mentioned children in foster care, right? They might not have access to a computer, right? Right. So um, you can download the app or you can just even go to our website on your mobile phone or, or, or whatever. And, you know, there's children are, who are abducted all over the world who may have not have access to a computer, but you, you have access to a phone. So, you know, that's, that's, there's no entry barrier in using our tool. That's, that's the target or cost yeah. entry cost barrier. Yeah. Right. Right. No, that sounds, that sounds good. Good. All right. Um, before we wrap up, is there anything more that you'd like to share or um, go over or make sure our audience knows about? Now it's find, findmyparent.org. Don't let the name throw you. It can also be find my child. I mean, but, but the website is findmyparent.org, right? That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. We, we wanted to keep it the, the theme of child center, but yes, you can find, you can find, find your child as well. Um, yeah. I mean, if people, you know, you're more than welcome to reach out to our team. Um, if you have any questions, comments, or you want to volunteer um, or do a podcast or you want to share your story, we have a thing where, where we have individuals who want to share their story that we post on our website, our social media, and for people to learn a little bit about their situation, what they have, they've gone through. Um, I think that's critical part of this uh, movement that people start talking about their stories, what has happened to them. Um, what I've learned is that, um, Many, many parents, many children are affected out there, but they never, one, um, had the courage to speak up. Mm-hmm. And, 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 uh, and that's one. And, uh, and those who do don't have a platform. Those who want to speak up and say, hey, this is an issue. Uh, they don't know how or where. Um, so just one, reach out to our team. Um, um, we can help. See if, uh, if you want to share your story or do a podcast um and let the world know what's going on second is education uh, if you want to volunteer and give and give you know we have a lot of uh professors and scholars who are giving information writing country pages if you have a uh if that if that's something that interests you and give contributing please reach out to our team and love to help and uh yeah thank you michael for having me here i really appreciate that yeah no thank you thank you for being here now um and, and i want to stress this too you mentioned is there's no charge uh, to use it. So that means really you need folks to volunteer. I mean, that's, it sounds like, you know, you're not making money if you're not charging people to use the site. So uh, volunteers would be, would be very important. Correct. Uh, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's okay. essential. Very good. Okay. Well, Enrique, that's going to wrap up this episode uh, of the Epic Broadcast. Thank you again for coming on today and telling us about uh, findmyparent.org. Oh, thank you, Michael, for having me. I really appreciate it. Great. And listeners, you can find this and all our podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, or at parentalrightsfoundation.org slash podcast. And your tax-deductible gift to the Parental Rights Foundation can support the work of the foundation, including this epic broadcast, Empowering Parents, Protecting Children, Epic Broadcast. Thank you for listening.